We're pleased to partner again with Curex, the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, which means in running stores, it's the top selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. For 15% off, visit curex.us and use code AMR15. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell, sweltering in the middle of the country. Are you guys out of your heat wave, Sarah? We sure are. It's it's. I mean, it's warm, but it's beautiful yeah. here. It's just beautiful. And, and um, I, you know, the Pacific Northwest typically is a lovely, lovely place to be in the summer. And um, I've been doing a lot of swimming. And I had a very funny experience, Dimity, on July 4th. Um, so Molly and I, we did our three mile run and then we go. And you're, did, did you wear red, white, and blue? Uh, and... It didn't even occur to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, um, and so then we go to the pond and it's a popular spot for families. And so I was surprised when we got there, it wasn't all that crowded. But there were um, some really excellent, huge floaties that, you know, mm-hmm. people were going to, you know, lounge on or whatever. And there was this massive one that was a unicorn with then a huge white body that had wings on it. And so I'm like, oh, Molly, look at the cute unicorn floaty. Isn't it fabulous? So then we get in and we swim and I'm coming back and I see the runaway unicorn it had oh no (laughs) it had gotten away and was uh they don't have any um like buoys up yet so it could have gone all the way across and definitely when we circumnavigate the the pond swimming i see floating stuff because everything blows one direction and so you know there's floaties all kind of tied up in this one corner and a couple of life jackets and all this stuff so i'm like no the unicorn so i start swimming after it and i'm convinced that everyone on shore is watching me and being like yeah lady you go get the unicorn. <laughs> it turns out no one was watching me molly didn't even see me doing this so i'm swimming after it and you know, is it I, is it like just like is it one of those things where you like take a stroke and then it like and it goes it, it lurches like six <laughs> seven, six inches ahead you know where you just like know it. you yeah, know yeah, it yeah. you see where this is going I never even got close enough for that to happen but I would get you know I got within like six feet of it and it would then kind of turn and give this coy little smile <laughs> and then a puff of wind would take it away and then, and so i definitely you know went after it a bunch of times and i mean i was picking up my stroke rate and really you know digging in and finally i'm just like this is a fool's errand i am <laughs> and it was sort of going towards shore um a closer shore rather than the far shore and i'm like I just gotta give this up. Like my shoulders were starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I need that unicorn. I need that final finish line. Oh my gosh! And so anyway, so then you know, when I get back to shore, I expect everybody to be like, "Good try, good try." Oh, thanks for trying to you know, crickets, nothing. And then um, I go in and I don't know, change or something. And so a couple of minutes had gone by, and then I see what must be the mom carrying the unicorn. So she must it must have gone up to shore, and she went over and pulled it out. I'm like, yay! So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. like, I had a part of that. I had a part of that. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so I've decided the new phrase is chasing the unicorn. Chasing the unicorn. Even if you can't catch it, it's good to chase it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So no chasing the unicorn for you, but I hear you did a real in-person race, Dimity. 
I, I wish there would have been a unicorn on the swim because that would have made it a lot more fun. Yes, yes, I have started my um, assault towards my September and the September race, the the aqua bike. And I'd start to I'm starting to talk about it more, and people are like, "Is that like riding your bike on the water?" I'm like, it does. It's kind of what it sounds like, right? But to refresh, it is the swim part of a triathlon, the bike part of a triathlon, but not the run. So this is a little bit of a long story, but I don't think I'm going to write a blog post about it. Or if I do, it won't be the full race report. So okay. anyway, so I look at the results from 2019. It's it was So it's called the Loveland Lake to Lake Triathlon, which is one that I've done before. Mm. Um, I, I actually did it like when we were AMRing um, and, uh, or, you know, like promoting our first book. We are still yes. AMRing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was going to say, it, wait, aren't we still AMRing? <laughs> um, yes. I mean, we were promoting our first book and all that. And I was, you know, my kids were really little. And uh, anyway, so I'm going back to do the aqua bike, which is um, a 1500 meter swim and a 30 mile bike. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, I didn't have it last year. Um, And so I looked up the 2019 results because I have no idea like what's fast, right? Like or like what is like what's the equivalent of a sub two hour half marathon or, you know, like you kind of know after, you know, you know, running times, but not many people know aqua bike. Including me. So, um, so anyway, so I look up the finishing time of the winner and it's two hours and 12 minutes. So I was like, and that's the, um, that's the woman winner. That's the female winner. There are 19 people total in the aqua bike division. So 19 total. So it's a small, it's a small, but mighty field. It's an elite field. (laughs) It's an elite field. Um, yes. And so this year, so it's 2021, um, and like the day before the race, I get the my number and instructions and stuff. And there are 50 people in the field. Oh. So now I'm like, okay, I'm feeling trendy, first of all. Like, <laughs> look at me. It's like when I moved to Brooklyn before it was cool, you know? Um, I'm going to make aqua bike a thing. And um, and then, uh, and and I was looking, they the, because it's such a small field, they do women over 40. There's two age groups, women under 40 and women over 40. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I have no idea what to expect still, but I'm like, okay, 212, 212. I have this in my mind um, because, you know, as, as we've talked about before, I really am trying to push myself and trying to kind of see if I can reach my athletic potential. And, you know, along the way, maybe it'd be fun to stand on a podium or mm-hmm. stand on a podium. I won't even say two, just one podium. I'll take one podium. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, so race day comes and, um, the swim was like, it was not unicorny. It was really, really hard for me. I was surprised at how hard it was for me. Um, given that like every other, I'm not a big open water practice swimmer. Like I didn't, I don't practice much. I mean, I practiced with Katie when we did the swim run yes. back in Casco Bay, but that's the first time I've ever like deliberately said, okay, I'm going to go get an open water and do a workout. Like, mm-hmm. you know, before Ironman Coeur d'Alene, before other triathlons, I'm just like, I'm good in the pool and I'm, I'm decent enough at sighting that I'm not, you know, I mean, well, maybe I think I'm, I might be a little delirious after this one, but (laughs) anyway, just long story short, it just wasn't a great swim. I like couldn't find a rhythm. Like the buoys felt so far apart. I wish I had, you know, a unicorn to chase, like something just easy (laughs) to like, be like, okay, you're in the right direction. You're going in the right way. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that when I took a breath once and I saw people, hang on a kayak, you know, that needed a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, and, and that looks good to me. I was like, oh Dimity. It's <laughs> not the racing mentality. That is not the racing mentality we're trying to foster. I did keep going. 
I um, did keep going. Can yeah. I can I interject a question? Yeah. So are you um were you swimming with just the aqua bike people or were there triathlon people in the mix as well? Good question. Um they were triathlon people in the mix. So we started in waves. The mm. the race started at seven and then every four minutes oh. um they went off after that. So we were actually the last wave. Okay. Um, which was at seven twenty. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, there was 50 of us or so and then um, oh and we had the relay people in our wave as well so people who were you know on teams of three gotcha, one gotcha. person doing the swim one person on the bike one person so you'd assume run. that those people would be good swimmers well that's okay so yeah i'm learning <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> because again like in previous triathlons i was starting with my age group you know yeah. and where swimming is hard for you know that's that's yes. uh, that's a um a big speed bump for a lot of of people and then they get out and then they freaking you know like you know fly by you on the bike and on the run mm-hmm. and um that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> so uh so anyway so i get out of the water i have no idea where i am that's that's the thing is i just like i, I got really disoriented like oh. i was like you know usually i can find someone around me you know to kind of if i'm not tucked in behind them which is what you really want to do is be on their feet yeah like at least i have a sense of like okay i've got someone to my left i've got someone to my right or i'm passing this person like i just Mm-hmm. I think it's just a lack of practice, right? And a lack mm-hmm. of racing and mm-hmm. not being in the open water and all that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reset. I get on my bike. Get on my bike. Um, and I'm like, okay, Dimity, new race. Let's go. And, um, <laughs> and, and you have your na- you have your your age uh, on your calf with a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, this 60-year-old woman, I could have been freaking standing still. <laughs> And she just comes flying by me on the bike. I'm like, oh my God, I just cannot win. And I know, I know she's in the aqua bike because we've racked our bikes on a certain rack. Oh. You know? So I saw her come off there. I knew what she was wearing and mm-hmm. stuff because mm-hmm. we kind of got off at the same time. And I was like, okay, well, I'm ahead of her now. So of course I'll be ahead of her the whole time. <laughs> 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 ha, 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 ha. Oh, you novice racer, you. So anyway, long story short, the bike went well um, overall. I mean, I did... I, what I learned is that I need to learn how to race, right? Mm. And I, and I, and I'm not saying this with like, oh, I'm so humble or whatever, but everything I've done, like Ironman, all that stuff, like, yes, I know that I went, you know, I did well, I I went fast relatively, but it wasn't like I was like faster, faster, faster to me. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like met myself where I was in my fitness and my endurance and didn't try to be like, okay, can I go faster? Can I go faster? You know, interesting. Yeah. So that's really, and so, and when you're done with a bike, you're done, right? Yeah. There's (laughs) no, there's no, there's no more runway, you know, like you, you, you rack your bike. This is another thing that I learned. So you rack your bike, come in, take off your bike shoes, and um, we had to run around to the finish line. I mean, so everyone else goes out, all the runners go out and take a left and aqua bikers went out and took a right and literally ran probably, I don't know, a quarter, not even a quarter of a mile. In your socks? So, in my bare feet, in my bare oh. feet. I was carrying my, um, it actually was a lot on grass, so that was okay, oh, it was okay, a little okay. bit on pavement. Um, but uh, I, I, the only shoes I brought because I didn't think about bringing running shoes was I brought my topo recovery shoes, right? <laughs> Your wool shoes. No, they're not wool. There's, I, they have a summer version of oh, them. Oh. I know you have the wool ones. I have the, excuse me, I have the, the light, they're like light, lightweight white ones, kind of oh, mesh. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's for when I, you know, go to move to California or something. But anyway, so that's all I have. And I'm like, do I put them on or do I, I mean, obviously they're laceless, so that's nice. So anyway... They're not, I'm like, I just, I'm just going to carry them in my hand. So these finish line (laughs) pictures are really sweet. I'm telling you. (laughs) Carrying shoes in my hand, um, getting across, but I did cross in two minutes and 10, 
or two hours and 10 minutes. So <gasps> I finished in 2.10. So I'm thinking, okay, okay. Um, I've got, you know, maybe I have a shot. You know, the only person that I know, well, I knew that two people passed me that were, well, I, one woman I thought was, uh, the 60-year-old clearly, clearly in my age group. There was another woman that I know was in my competition and I didn't know how old she was. I couldn't see her age. Uh-huh. She was, I mean, anybody who brings a helmet in a case to a race, I'm going to have to just give them like mad respect to start with. They're very serious. So I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. So she had like this cool, I mean, it was really cool. I just, a really cool helmet with like a shield on it and stuff. Oh my gosh. So Pee Wee Herman. Wow. Pee Wee Herman is. I looked like Pee Wee Herman. She looked like, you know, a Terminator. Anyway, so I find, I get my food. I'm hanging out with a friend of mine who lives up near there came to um, see me, which was nice. So I was chatting with her and um and i'm like finally get the results and um i was seventh oh, seventh in your, out of 13 in my age group for yeah. and and that you beat the winning time from before but the previous year which you know i mean we should say with a caveat like maybe it was really windy maybe it was really cold maybe it was like who knows you know you can't really compare a race course year to year and have it you know it's not the same thing but i don't know what happened in 2019 but i was expecting you know Top. And this, again, like I'm not, you know, top five. I, I, I just, yeah, top five, top five would have been nice. <laughs> so anyway, so I go back and I report this to, and I'm not, I'm not really upset other than, okay, so this is the other thing. 60 year old beat me. Mm-hmm. She was third. Mm-hmm. Uh, 62 year old was fourth. Wow. 58 year old um, was like second and the, and the helmet shield woman was first. Wow. Yeah. Which, you know what? I, at first I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, you know what? Awesome. Awesome mm-hmm. for them to show you that you can still really compete. Because I was kind of listening to people kind of telling their stories about why they were in the aqua bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of good. Like the woman, the six-year-old, I talked to her after. I was like, wow, you're really fast. You're amazing. And and she used to be a pro runner. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she did something. Oh, she got her feet. She broke her femur on a bike. Oh. And um, she said she can no longer run fast. So I'm taking that as like her jog. She can't do, you know, her jog of nine minute miles isn't fast enough. Right. Um, and um, what other ones? Oh, the woman, there was one woman who swum the English Channel. I mean, just really impressive, cool things, you know? And I was like, instead of being like, you know, oh, I can't compete with them like look at i can aspire to be them and they were and the two of them were tri coaches as well so oh wow they work out a lot yeah and i came home to tell grant about that and he's like well and maybe all they do is work out and i was like that's true they They could be be retired retired. yeah 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 yeah. can i be retired in five years Um. (laughs) i know know. and have all this time so again i don't mean to sound disrespectful to the people that beat me but i was just it was just a it was a real, everything was an eye opener to me, Yeah. especially that I need to, to, to race. I mean, on the bike, cause I felt like I was pushing it, but not and, enough. And, and I'm also going to say, because you're too humble to, you are an exceptionally good swimmer and cyclist. Those are your, those are your two jams. Well, yeah. That's why I picked this. Yeah. Bike. This riding yeah. my bike. Got yeah. the water so, thing. Yes. So you're not just, you know, uh, like, Oh, do 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 swimmer biker. You know, you're good at this. And yeah. Wow. So I need to, yeah. So my lessons are I need to spend some more time in open water. Yeah. I mean, could come back and do, I mean, unfortunately, um, there are, you know, there are not a ton of races that I can do, but there's a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm um, going to really kind of focus on being more in a race mentality uh-huh. when I'm doing my workouts, you know, instead of just being like, okay, you're supposed to be in zone three, which is, 
you know, for me between like 153 and 162. And I'd be like, okay, 154, I'm there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I should be 160, you know, oh, 161. Yeah. Like, see, see what that feels like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then good? just and th- take that for what it is. Like I, I did have a good day overall. I, again, like I'm very happy with how things went, mm-hmm. but I just, it more than anything, it made me realize like what I need to do. You yeah, know? Yeah. So are you also going to the, uh, do more open water swims as your workouts? Yes. Yes. There's a, um, the pond that Katie and I used to swim in, um, there are opportunities to get there. So I'm going to try to get there more. Um, Mm -hmm. and I am doing one straight up 1.2 mile swimming race. So (laughs) if you think they've got some swim turned out for the aqua bike, wait until they come come to the straight up race. So, oh my gosh, stay tuned, stay tuned. (laughs) I remember I did speaking of good, uh, swimmers showing up for just straight up swims. I did a um, two mile race a million years ago. It was in the early to midnight, no, early nineties. And it was uh, up kind of near Mount Shasta, Northern California. And there was this just Adonis looking of a man. He was so handsome with just this total swimmer physique, you know, the, the big wide shoulders, the awesome chest, the great back, everything. Oh, that was Pablo Morales, the Olympic swimmer. <laughs> Like, like, wow, have you considered going to the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. Can you show me your medals? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. Awesome. Well, that's very exciting, Timothy. So it is exciting. Yeah, I, I, I am excited to race. But Liz, Coach Liz was like, you know, they're going to be fast women at the U.S. Nationals. Yeah, I'm at like, the yes, Nationals. There <laughs> yes, there will be. Um, I mean, yeah. My question was, d- did you think about having any of those women asking them to be guests on AMR trains? Um, I did not, but I might, I I could for sure. Like how to, how to race an aqua bike. Well, no, but, but, um, (laughs) you know, how to find glory after your running days are over. That's the topic that I keep coming back to again and again, because, um, I feel the vast majority of us will reach that stage at some point. Yeah. You'd be trying to be like me and be like, okay, so how do I do an aqua bike? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Uh, you know, the woman that I talked to the 60 year old, um, her name is Janie, and she runs the Rocky Mountain Tri Club. Oh. Um, or she's part of it. She doesn't run it, but she does a lot for it. And she's on the board, I think, and stuff. And um, one of the things that I thought about and I, I kept coming back to or I come back to regularly is um, when we talked to the Iron Dad and his mm-hmm. people, you know, yeah. and having a community and the people he races with. And yeah. I think I mentioned, I mean, I just because of schedules and the way that things have worked, I'm, I'm always doing stuff by myself, which... Yeah you know, it's, it's good. It's not like I'm, you know, not getting a good workout, but you know, if I go to group bike rides and there are people that can push me a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's great. They do pool workouts. So I probably wouldn't join them for that, but you know, so we'll see. I mean, but it was just, it just, it was, it was a great day to be out there. It's a beautiful, beautiful course. And, mm. um, and yeah, so onward. Here we go. Seventh, seventh. I'm going to go up from here or, or not. And if I don't, that's okay too. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, as your colleague, I give you permission if any of these things are during the workday, if you want to, you know, go on a lunchtime ride or whatever, you have my blessing. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to questions. And now that we've taken up so much time, we can give really short answers. (laughs) I know. I I told you it was kind of a a long story, but I felt like there was a lot of details that were pertinent. Exactly. Oh, lots of, um, you know, learning lessons in it. Um, All right. Well, this first one comes from Kara, who wonders about weighted running vests. 
Hi, this is Kara from Wayland, Massachusetts, a big fan of this, the podcast and all the work that you guys do. Um, my question for you is about weighted running vests and whether you think these can help with performance or whether they're uh, potentially problematic or not worth all the effort and cost. I have been trying to take my training to another level, and I'm wondering if this is one of the tools that I could use to help get me there. Thanks for your thoughts on this. I appreciate it and look forward to hearing your answer. Bye. So Kara, thank you for your support of our podcast and AMR in general, much appreciated. And so I heard the question, Dimity, and I'll be honest, when I first heard it, I thought, gimmick, totally not worth it. Like, you know, way to, you know, get injured. It's like the ab roller, but for running. And then I started digging around on the interweb and I am here to say that I was proven wrong. And it's for 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 um for reference or for whatever what's the word? Yeah. Uh, the ab roller is good. The ab roller is oh, hard. Oh, oh, You're thinking okay. of the thigh master. You're thinking oh. of the thigh master. Oh, right. Suzanne Summers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ab roller will get you going. Still a gimmicky, but it's yeah. a bit of work. Yeah. The thigh yeah. master, not so much. Anyway, yeah. So obviously, um, weighted vest started out in the branches of the military. Um, they gained popularity in the CrossFit community. Um, it's a good tool for runners because it's so running specific. Uh, you're running, obviously, and you're adding a stressor mm -hmm. to your regular routine. Mm -hmm. The added weight increases the work your muscles and connective tissues do as you run, and it makes your body more fit and boosts endurance, um, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. the, and one thing that we want to add was that um, one reason that a weight vest is effective is because the weight is super close to your body. It's a vest, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're holding dumbbells in your hands or you're putting um, ankle weights on your ankles, which are at the end of your levers, right? That's going to not be a great call, right, Sarah? I got to say, is it just Portland or do you sometimes see people still walking or running with weights? I mean, it, I probably see it once every other week here. Really? And it's I... not the same person. <laughs> I don't, you know, I haven't, I'll have to keep my eye out. I'm okay, sure I've yeah. seen it, but it's not, um, it's not something that I notice all the time. But yes, you know, the power walkers do like to, um, you know, pump up the jam a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then also, um, Dim, I was thinking when I heard the question, thinking about that, I don't remember whether it was the last uh, answers or the one before that, but we talked about posture and that a weighted running vest can improve your running posture because it kind of pulls your shoulders down. And also it's that tactile thing that we talked about, like the way a really kind of, uh, I don't wanna say complex bra can, but if you have kind of more touch points on the areas that you're focusing on, it can help you. So um, yeah, so a weighted vest, Kara, can help you boost endurance and speed, even though we wanna make this clear, when you start running in a running vest, you are going to find yourself going slower. So um, you may want to even switch to walking with it because um, it is, you know, more demand on your body. And it turns out research shows a weighted vest can cut down on injuries, which again, prove me wrong, um, but that it's important to ease into using it, that you don't want to just, you know, slap one on and then go out and try to do your weekend long run or, you know, your track workout, that sort of thing. Instead, you strap on your uh, weight vest for your shorter, easier running days, or even try hiking or walking with a vest on your cross training days and start conservatively, not too much weight, again, not too much distance. You really need to build up to being adjusted to it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good, it's kind of the golden rule of running, right? Um, I was looking at a couple things too before we hopped on. I mean, I saw uh, someone, a, a trainer who recommended starting with five to 10% of your body weight for mm-hmm. the first one. So mm-hmm. just, I mean, they have make, they make them that are like eight pounds, 10 pounds. Um, chafing, make sure you get one that yeah. is, you know, protect yourself from chafing if you do end up doing that. And um, while you, like, there's definitely research that does show that it can help prevent injuries. If you, um, like you, Kara is saying that she wants to, you know, take her running to a new level. If that means that, Kara, you are relatively injury-free, you know, you're not carrying a lot of extra body weight right now on yourself, um, then it's a good call. But, you know, your joints take a beating when you Mm -hmm. run, you know, and so you know, your hips, your knees, your ankles, that kind of thing. So if you have any issues with them or, you know, you're just recovering from something, you know, unless you have a PT saying or a doctor, someone saying, you know, you need to get, you know, try a weight vest. I would say if you hear this, you're like, oh, I want to give it a go. I would say, wait, (laughs) wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good call. This episode is brought to you exclusively by Curex, the final step to better running. Curex insoles are the number one insole in the run specialty retail market, meaning in running stores, it's the top-selling brand of insoles. It's no wonder. Curex Run Pro insoles are highly customizable and provide dynamic arch support. I know there are a lot of add-to-your-shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't be just cushioning and shouldn't only be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex Run Pro insoles have flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. I have high arches, so my feet, knees, hips, and back are grateful I added Curex Run Sole insoles to my shoes. Here I am, a runner of a more advanced age, yet, knock on wood, I'm injury-free and have been for a while. I don't think it's any coincidence. Once you become a believer in Run, Run Pro insoles, you'll want to check out Curex's other options. Curex offers the largest line of sport activity-specific insoles, from Cleat Pro for soccer or baseball, Hike Pro for, you guessed it, hiking, Support Step for walkers, even Work Pro for on-their-feet professions, plus tennis, golf, hockey, and skiing too. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S with code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex dot U-S with code AMR15. So Melissa has a question about splitting up long training runs, and there's a little bit of a twist to it. We, I know we've touched on this topic before, but there's a difference. Hi, my name is Melissa from Bloomington, Indiana, and I have a question about ultra training. I'm about halfway through my plan for my first 50K, and the plan calls for a 16-mile run today on a rest day tomorrow. But but life got in the way today, so I could only do seven. Is it better to finish my nine miles tomorrow or take the rest day? Love the show. Really enjoy listening when I run every morning. Thank you so much for your help. Bye. So, well, kudos, Melissa, for taking on an ultra. And I figure this question applies to people, what anyone who's taking on endurance event, you know, from a half marathon up. So this isn't just, a, you know, don't fast forward if you're not training for an ultra. Sure, sure. Well, so you got it. You got in six um, or she got seven. in seven. I'm yeah. sorry. She got in seven and she wondered if she should do nine the next day. 
Um, and I would say a couple things. Like I would say, where are you in your training cycle? Mm-hmm. If if it and if the training plan goes like something like you know. 12 to 13, 14 to 15, 16 to 17, 17 to 18. Like if you're going to keep building up in long runs and it's not like, a, um, you know, I think you're okay to just take a pass on that nine miles and just keep going where you are. Mm-hmm. If it's like, you know, if you have only a couple long runs, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to have more long runs given that you're doing a 50K. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably, I would probably maybe make it up. I mean, it really depends. You know, that's a hard one to answer just because you don't know her background or, mm-hmm. you know, her um, her physical situation. You know, if she's, in, if she's injury prone, what her day-to-day work life is. I mean, if, you know, a rest day, as you mentioned here, Sarah, in the notes, it's so important to have that rest day, mm-hmm. um, you know, so. So, so you're yeah. saying, Dim, that let's say we are, to, let's make it a little more wide reaching and aim at a, yeah. a half marathoners. So that if someone is on doing their 12 or 13 mile half marathon training run. And maybe it's only one of two of their long runs. If they could only get in half of that or even less than half of that, then they should definitely make it up another time. I mean, definitely is a hard, hard, (laughs) you know, I wouldn't say they should should probably, they should consider doing it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just to get, get that body going back to back days. Um, you know, what is concerning is if you, so, and then you could maybe take an easy day off that, that next week, mm-hmm. you could take mm-hmm. an easy run off or, mm-hmm. or take an extra rest day, skip a cross training day, that kind of thing. You kind of have to adjust your schedule that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say, you know, as a rule, and this is, I mean, if you're getting every single long run, if you do run every single long run, except for this one, mm-hmm. you're fine. You're yes. absolutely fine. I mean, the general rule, another rule of running is, you know, it's always better to be overtrained, undertrained. <laughs> I'm already like, I got to the punchline too fast. Um, it's best to be undertrained than overtrained, yeah. right? You, so, you know, that, you know, if you think that you're a little like, mm, I don't know if I did enough, you're probably in the exact right spot. If you're missing long runs, you know, regularly, then yes, I would definitely do those mm-hmm. back-to-back runs and try to, um, and then try to be more consistent moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and just to touch co- briefly on back to splitting up a long run to back to back, whether it's in the you know whether you do half in the morning and half in the evening or one day after another. I mean, it seems to me, Coach Dimity, that that you don't want to be doing that on the reg. Oh no, no. Yeah. I mean, you would do it. You do it um, in when you when your distances get longer. So fifty k, you know, ultra runners do that regularly because mm-hmm. you know you're not going to want to go do um say you're doing a 50 miler say mm-hmm. you know you're not going to want to go do 36 miles in one shot that's going to be too much right yeah. but maybe they do 20 and 16 is their final long run one mm-hmm. 20 on a saturday 16 on a sunday you could also do that for ultras because you're running on trails and mm-hmm. that is so much more forgiving than pavement or sidewalk so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so ultra runners do it more on the reg than the rest of us. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would say, you know, you got to kind of, you got to go the distance for, for going the distance, right? <laughs> I like that, Tiffany. Um, all right. This is Leah, who is weighed down by her sweaty shirt. Hi, this is Leah. I'm calling from Kansas City. So I um, am in mile 14 and I'm 16. Um, mile long run this morning and my shirt is like a wet t-shirt contest honestly it's a shirt from a reputable brand too but in this summer heat and humidity it's just not cutting it 
So I'm wondering if you can give me some suggestions on other than changing my shirt in the middle of a run, um, brand specific materials. Um, I mean, obviously it's not cotton. It's a, it's a good shirt, but it's just, I'm weighted down in water right now. Anyway, love your community. Thanks for the podcast and for answering my question. Have a great day. All right, Leah, we have all been there and um, want to say that you have a few options. So the first suggestion is prompted by our July 2nd episode of Another Mother Runner podcast, the one that airs on Friday, which is considered ditching the tea and join the sports bra squad. And I, so that was Dim, in case you haven't heard it, that's- uh, I Haven't not, I, I, not yet. Uh, talking to four quote unquote, you know, regular women runners and them just saying that, you know, they've been runners for years and years and years, and they just finally got fed up with being hot or feeling self-conscious and just were like, hey, this is me. This is how I feel comfortable. D don't judge me. And I love this one, this 39-week pregnant mother. She already had two kids. And I mean, it was touch and go whether she was going to be able to even get on the podcast recording. <laughs> it's like, can you text me that morning and let me know you haven't had the baby? Um, and she swears that a runner's high is more intense when she can feel the breeze on her bare belly. So there is a certain liberation and, you know, exaltation that comes with, with doing that. So Leah, give that a, some, some thought some thought that would feel good. Um, but if you're not ready to go there quite yet, we get it. Um, you, you're gonna look for a tank top made from super lightweight fabric that is perforated. So it has like little pinprick size holes in it that allows for more ventilation. Mm -hmm. um, like Saucony makes them, Nike makes them, Corsa makes them, and I'm sure there are other brands as well that make them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So key thing, you know, kind of stating the obvious a little bit here, lightweight and then also a cut that allows for some movement because we we all probably have a range of tank tops in our drawer and some of them are fitted and some of them are a little more flowy and it's the one that that isn't just clinging to your body that that doesn't allow any air to get in and kind of rub you know make the evaporative process happen and also just give a little cooling against you rather than that you know it's like slapped against your body and you're so aware of it being sweaty and stuff. So um, we do love Corsa. They are apparel partners. So got to give a shout out to a couple of them. Um, I particularly love the Corsa Bandit tank. It has this nifty mesh insert. I was just folding laundry this morning and was, <laughs> I was looking at it. And um, so it's on the back from like the shoulder blades up to the neck, that whole kind of um, racer back, but pretty, pretty wide. It completely covers a bra strap. And that's, it's like this um, you know, mesh window on your upper back, which is a, a, a literal hot spot when you're running. So that's yeah. the, that course of bandit top is a really great option. And also it has kind of that fit that I'm talking about that allows some air movement in the body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but going back, back up to the top, Leah, you're running 16 miles in Kansas city <laughs> in the middle of June, um, the summertime. Like I don't think there's any fabric that is going to unfortunately be, um, it's going to perform as well as we'd like it to. I mean, it just, it's just the reality of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, embrace a little bit, embrace the badassness of it all. 
Um, or you can come run in Colorado. You can bring that nice lightweight tank and it dries on you. I know, then. it dries. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing is to go the opposite. Here in Portland, you do the opposite thing. You accept that it's not really, that, that it's not going to wick and dry like it like the fabric claims to. And what I've taken to doing is I take off my tank top when I see a sprinkler and get it completely wet with the cold water from a oh, sprinkler. I like that. And then put it back on. And okay, so it only stays cool for about half a mile. But but it's a very joyful half mile. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a brilliant idea, actually, oh, Sarah. Thank I think you. that's really good, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And the last time I stopped to do that, I found a quarter in the street right near it. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bogo, man, Bogo. <laughs> All right, well, we would love if you would call in with your questions. The number to call, 470-BADASS-1. That translates to 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep the message. Actually, I've changed it, Dimity, to 60 seconds or less because 90 seconds gets pretty long. And don't worry, it doesn't. that number doesn't ring anywhere. So call anytime, day or night. And But if you go to 61 or 62, we won't, we won't yeah. judge you. Okay? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then head over to anothermotherrunner.com. It's our same website address, but it's a brand new website. And holy cow, that has been a labor of love, hasn't it, Sarah? <laughs> it is. It's been a long time coming, more than the lead up to your aqua bike. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it includes everything, the AMR. It includes our training programs, many happy miles, apparel, Hats, blog posts, podcast podcast episodes, everything is under one site, under one login if you have a program or many happy miles with us. So head over to anothermotherrunner.com and give it a look-see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and keep those questions coming. We are here with answers. 